This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. We got a lot of problems. We probably should just go to the garage. This thing slapped the wall hard, Greg. Hey, come for Bring it to the garage. Hey, everybody. It's Junior. Post-Michigan. So, obviously, we wrecked out of the race. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, we showed up Friday with a new uh, low-down force package that everybody's talking about. It's just a you know slight reduction from where we were. Not as big of a shift as we made in the off-season, but nonetheless, it was a little bit different. And it seemed to be fine. I'm, I really couldn't tell much difference. I mean, really, any of these packages are going to be fine if your crew gets the car driving good and greg and those guys had the car really good off the truck we ran some great laps and race trim and then we did a mock run and the car was comfortable we did a few mock runs had good speed so i was looking forward to qualifying in qualifying we went out first that was a mistake the track wasn't in good shape and all the guys that went first ran slow we should have waited till about 12th or 15th to go out that's what we usually do, but that's, that would have helped us a little bit. I think we could have easily made the second round if we'd have done that. And then we adjusted the car incorrectly. And uh, me and Greg got a little confused on what I was thinking about the car, and we I got uh, we made the wrong choice on what to change, but not a huge deal. Um, we can blame you know qualifying poorly on getting wrecked, but. You know you're gonna you're gonna be in the back of the pack in these races. You might have a problem on pit road or what have you. You're gonna have to race around everybody on the track at some point. Whether you're racing back there in 25th for position or you're lapping these guys, um, you know you're gonna be racing around these people. It's not a it's not a real factor of of where we were. But anyways, Greg's gonna put that on his shoulders and and take a lot of blame for that but and blame himself but I don't quite agree with it the car was really good Saturday in practice which was nice because I couldn't um, spend any time with the guys after practice I had to run and go into the booth for the Xfinity race so as soon as the car came to stop I jumped out and took off and took a quick shower and put on my tie and got upstairs for the booth so I didn't see Greg till about seven o'clock that night but luckily, the car was great in both practices. Our average uh, speed was great. I was really um, looking forward to the race or comfortable with what we had. And uh, so once the race started, we took it really easy. We didn't know exactly how the car was were going to drive in traffic with this uh, little spoiler on the back. I wasn't worried about the splitter, just the spoiler so small and when you're behind 25 cars, it's really going to be tricky. So we took it pretty easy at the start of the race, but we were, you know, catching guys and passing them as we could. Uh, we were right around the same speed as the four car for most of the day and uh, maybe even better at times, but I thought we had a solid, easy top 10 car. Right before the accident, the car had I had really learned a lot about the car and gotten a lot of confidence in it for restarts and stuff so we were starting to get pretty aggressive on what to do on restarts so we can make some positions there and uh, I thought things were moving along 
just as planned. I was feeling really good about what was happening. Uh, went down the front straightaway. Going into one, the 47 got loose and went real high. I went underneath him in the middle lane to try to, you know, challenge the position. This is shortly after a restart. The 34 was underneath me on the bottom, and uh, he got loose. And I seen him coming, and he clipped the car, and I couldn't keep it out of the fence. We got hooked up with the 47, I think, and uh, got into the wall pretty hard. Um, I was real mad, and I'm mad at Chris because, you know, you 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 try to take care of each other out there. I know when I drive my car, I try to think when I'm going in the corner, am I going to bust my ass and take this guy out? I mentally have concern for not only my well-being but his. You don't want to ruin anybody's race. I know Chris didn't want to ruin my race, and Chris is probably uh, Chris probably is disappointed it happened. And I know that I've made mistakes, and everybody does. But it doesn't mean that I can't have an opinion about it when it happens. If anybody wants to give me any about being upset, you wouldn't. You would. You'd be singing my tune if you was riding shotgun when that car hit the fence. So, yeah, it's easy to sit on the couch and play armchair quarterback. But I. Well, you know, I'm not going to hold it against Chris. I like the guy. I've talked to him several times. He's a nice guy. He's a good racer. And uh, just made a mistake and cost us a big chunk of points. Um, I still think, you know, we're a good team. We're going to be okay. We can't have a lot of bad luck, you know. But things like this are out of our control. Can't help getting taken out and watered up. So we just got to do what we can in the races we, we can run good at and take care of ourselves. The car was good. You know, we got to remember that we had good comfort, good speed. We're not sitting here scratching our heads, running slow with no idea on how to get better. So, and I even think some things are starting to to come around on qualifying. I know it didn't look like that this weekend, but we did have speed in practice. That's a step in the right direction. So, you know, Greg and those guys are working their guts out. They're a good team, uh, full of good guys, and they deserve uh, they deserve a lot of respect. And and uh, man, they they are they have this the worst damn job. Uh, all the traveling they do, I mean, they put they they really are giving it everything they got, and they're away from their families, and it's hard enough. Uh, to put all that effort into it and get all get nothing out of it, get a tore up race car back, but then you know, take, dealing with the the repercussions from people who want to know why uh, why we didn't run better. I don't know. Those guys take it pretty personally. I you know I've dealt with it for years and I understand the reaction to what happened. You know, and things like today, I understand that reaction. I'm a fan of many things, and I have the same feelings when things don't go right there But in other sports. But I feel bad for my road guys because I think that they 
they don't know exactly how to handle the backlash when something doesn't go our way. So I worry about that a little bit, but those guys will be fine. We got an off weekend coming up. We need one. I needed one. Damn, I needed one. So I'm going to have some fun, get my battery recharged for the rest of the year because, uh, you know, we don't, have off, we don't have another off week till August. But this couldn't have, you know, this break couldn't have come at a better time. I was, I was cooked. All the bad luck we've had has, has, you know, racing hadn't been a whole lot of fun lately. And uh, we took off at the start of the year having such a good time and really enjoying everything that was going on. And so it's this break will hopefully give us a chance to reset and come back with a good attitude and get some points back, get some good finishes back in the bank. Richmond's going to be here before we know it. And we don't want to be sitting there at Richmond having to run, you know, having to finish X to make the chase. I mean, that's crazy. For a team like us, I just feel like that's insane. We're definitely a, a top uh, top 10 team, easy, maybe even a top five team. So, you know, we... Um, we can run with them when we put it all together, and, and so I got good confidence things are going to work out. We've definitely got some season left to, to get things righted. So, uh, you know, that's it on the racing. Uh, the Xfinity broadcast booth was a lot of fun. I had been procrastinating about going in there and doing that, and I've you know, been asked for a couple years to do it. My great friend Michael Walter was really encouraging me, Jeff Gordon, a couple other people, Daryl, um, a lot of people in the um, in the industry, uh, producers and so forth that I'm friends with, were very um, encouraging uh, to try it out, and I've watched all my peers go up in the booth to uh, to do that, and, and they all do such a great job, so... I felt like that I had to try it once. It doesn't sound like a big deal, um, but it, for me personally, it's a big deal. I'm really shy, so to put myself out there like that was a really challenge, challenging thing personally. So I was proud of myself uh, for doing it. I had way more fun than I thought I would have. Uh, obviously, it, my eyes were open to a lot of things that I didn't know were, were happening up there. I went to the production meeting at 7.30 in the morning on Saturday, and I got to kind of see the, you know, the inside scoop on all their preparation and so forth. And I know I probably only saw the tip of the iceberg, but what I saw was really interesting. I enjoyed the hell out of being in the booth and, and talking about the race. I really got consumed with the race itself and really enjoyed trying to give my take on what I was seeing. And I think that if I spent more time with it and and, and put a little more uh, preparation and effort into it, I'd really, I'd really enjoy it. So I don't know if that's something in my future, but I have, now that I've went up there and did this, I know that I have more interest in it. I didn't even know whether I would like it, I guess, before I did it. So now that I know that I did enjoy it, I'm going to go try to learn more, you know, pick the, pick the brains of all these guys and try to learn more about it. So 
that was fun. I don't know when I'll do another race, but more than likely I'll talk myself into going back up there before you know it. You look, it, it helps to, you know, there's certain tracks obviously that I'd, that I'd probably rather do than others. And then it also depends on the schedule, like really how close is the Xfinity race backed up to the last practice and so forth. Cause hustling up there was tough. I was sweating like crazy. Even I got that shirt and towel and I was sweating like crazy. Having come out of that car, the car's 140 degrees on Saturday in practice. So it took me a while to cool off. I was cooled off after about the third or fourth segment, but Michael and those guys are great. They were gracious so supportive and um you know my dad and michael were great friends so being up there with him made the whole thing a lot sweeter and more made it made way more comfortable for me i felt like i was just standing there with a friend and we were just talking about the race adam's a pro he's up there doing all the hard work and gives you a ton of confidence and he you know them guys just tee you right up to to help you spit out a thought uh, so anyhow, I was really surprised at, at all that. Um, yeah, I guess that was it. So we're going to take this week off, um, get out of town. I hope everybody can take a few days to get over that bad finish. Try to remember we were running good and the car was comfortable. And uh, we got... You know, we got a good team with some good speed in our cars, so don't worry too much. I know you guys hate it when we don't run good, and we do too. I mean, there's nothing more, like Greg said on Twitter, there's nothing more than we want than to run good for our fans and our sponsors and ourselves. I mean, we're in there putting all that work in. We don't want to go have these results, and we know what we're capable of, and you guys know what we're capable of. So just hang in there, try to be supportive, you know, that positive reinforcement is a big deal for my guys and for the team. It rubs off on everybody, even the fan base. So try to stay positive. I hope everybody has a great week. And thanks for listening to the download. Take it easy. All right, Dale Earnhardt Jr. going to vacation. A lot of thoughts there. And, uh, again, we I know I'm, it's a broken record, but so grateful for his perspective, especially – after the disappointment of what happened in Michigan. We're live from the Exalta Studios. This is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. It's the craziest paint scheme yet. Get the all-new limited edition Spy Wrangler Dega sunglasses online at spyoptic.com. Mike Davis, I'm a little tongue-tied today. A little, a little bit. A little right. tongue-tied. Uh, right. Got first name Davis in here. Thankfully, that will edit uh, all my mistakes that I've made. But um, Don't do it, Davis. <laughs> no, just keep him. it in there. <laughs> got his back on it. Thank you, buddy. Um, <laughs> Mike evidently does not. Man, Mike, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm bummed about Sunday. I, I know that most people probably would select Dover as the worst feeling of the year. Uh, Talladega, the end of Amelia, Daytona. Yeah, they, certainly really stunk. Given uh, how much success he has had there in recent years but i don't know man just after the way pocono went i was so pumped about going to michigan and i was i was really disappointed in qualifying and it, it's good to hear the explanation that junior gave 
but even after the disappointment of qualifying and starting 27th, seeing how great they ran on Saturday in practice and, and watching Junior call that race on Saturday, I felt like, man, you know what? I've seen this before. I, I think that this guy is going to get to the front, and he's in the last 50 laps, he's going to be coming like crazy like he did years ago for an amazing top three finish. I think we're going to see that kind of performance in the last 50 laps. So I guess more than anything, I got I really got my hopes up yesterday, and that's why I was so disappointed. Well, to me, Dover was way worse than this. I mean, because this one had all kinds of promise. I mean, this was a racing incident. That's, it, it's, not dis- it's not that it's not disappointing. It was just a racing incident. We race, and what happens at races, racing incidents, and that's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. So when I look at this, uh, you know, body of work from the weekend, I saw way more upside than I did uh, downside. Dover was like kind of a dud all weekend. You know what I mean? Um, Junior did a great great job uh, explaining the start of the race. That was my biggest concern. We were so fast during practice that I didn't know why we weren't just taking off like a rocket ship at the beginning of this race. And I was like, oh, oh, you know, something's going on here, right? Well, he explained it. He said that they made a point to take it easy. Obviously, they, man, those cars with those low spoilers—they were skating all over that racetrack, and I'm probably that's what that's what happened with Chris Boucher. I mean, those things were so loose. So, um, you know, he was taking it easy, but he was very uh, confident with the way the race was going to uh, play out for him. He what did he do? Compare himself to the Harvick uh, to the to the four yeah, car? Yeah, he did. All right, well, Harvick finished fifth, so. He thought he was actually a little faster than Harvick. So that's where we could have been. I, don't, I, I guess I'm just not that down on this. This was a racing incident. It's going to happen. What I saw over the weekend actually was a lot of upside. And it was a continuation of what we saw at Pocono, if you ask me, based off the speed. I know the finish wasn't there. I get the qualifying thing. And let me just say a real quick point on qualifying, can I? I'm done worrying about qualifying. I'm done. I don't really? care about Yes. I've never in my life worried about qualifying like I have this year. Why? What? You still can win races. Dale Earnhardt did it all the time. I'm not worried about qualifying anymore. They well, I'm are, glad you aren't because I'm are, completely yeah, worried. You know what? Screw qualifying. Put us in the back. Junior, pass them all. Yeah, well, or what happens yesterday happens when you're in the back. Yeah, you know that's, what? That's, no. why, that's why I'm worried about qualifying. You My, can end up in the back any any in a number of ways. Sure, it, I, I'm not. We did not get in that wreck because of how we qualified. Now I know we. What were we? Twenty first, Davis. Twentieth, twenty first, nineteenth, something like that. When we wrecked. Yeah, they yeah, were competing right for right those there. spots right there. Yeah, I, I got it. And listen, I know that I'm in the minority here. I'm only speaking for me. I'm not speaking yeah. for you or anybody else. I'm telling you that I don't put any stock into the fact that qualifying is why we wreck. Qualifying is why we have five DNFs this year or four, or however many we have, qualifying is not that. Qualifying yeah, I, more affects your pit selection, but you know what? I haven't seen a whole lot of pit problems this year. I'm not worried about qualifying anymore. Yeah, I totally disagree. I'm, I'm very worried about qualifying when you don't have a victory. If we had a victory uh, going into the last 10 races of the year, then I don't care if we qualified 90th. If okay. they wait a lap before we can start running. Um I, but without a victory, I'm very worried about qualifying. Look, it's quite clear Dale Jr., he is a very honest person. He's a very genuine, honest person, and it's what I love most about this podcast is getting his unfiltered opinion on what happened. And clearly this guy has a lot of confidence in the speed in the car 
and really believes they're a top 10 playoff caliber team that can really turn things on and still compete for a championship. I'm really glad to hear that. There have been plenty of times in his career where you haven't heard that kind of confidence, and he has it now, and that's a very good thing. But the more bad qualifying uh, results we have, the more concerned I get that we're going to have an incident like this. You may not think that the two are related. I do. I I think the chances of running into a car like the 47 aren't going to happen if you qualify ninth. They're less likely to happen if you qualify ninth. Sure, you could have something happen on pit road or something. You get a penalty or or something, and you're back in the back anyway, even if you had a great qualifying uh, result on a Friday or a Saturday. But I'm to me, that's pouring gas on the fire, is that's increasing the chances of something like happened yesterday happening. When you dive down to the middle and you try to shoot the gap between those kinds of cars, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean here, but those kinds of cars, I think we're asking for trouble. You know what? If you start on the pole, you are you are going to be quicker getting to racing around those cars than you would be if you were starting 20th. You're going they're to not going to They're not going to race you though, Mike. It, if you're going to hey, be hey, lapping whoa, 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 whoa. them, Bo- Boucher was not racing Dale. J- R- Boucher got. Low. I mean, I'm just saying you're going to be around. Well, you're not going to be restarting cars. around them. You're going to be the, around the same car. This is why I'm saying I don't care anymore about qualifying. We, I, I never have in my life. And then this year, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, we qual. You know what? If you're going to be fast, you're not going to qualify back there. It's the speed. It's not the starting position. It's the speed that you're carrying in. And that's what—that's the indicator on what you, on qualifying to me, and starting position. If Junior can race up through there, you remember that There's year. There's no when, doubt he can race up through there. It's qu- he does it every week. You remember that year when Ryan Newman won all those polls? Actually, it was several years. I mean, like how many of those actually transpired to wins? Ryan Newman can't race in a race. I mean, that's my opinion. It's probably not shared by anybody else's. Ryan Newman, uh, to me, is not a racer. Ryan Newman is as fast as anybody. But he doesn't have the racing capability that Dale Earnhardt Jr. does. I don't want someone that has as much racing capability as anyone. In my opinion, Dale Jr. has that racing back with those guys mid-pack. I I just don't want to see it as much, which is why clearly there's a premium put on qualifying. I'm glad to hear that Dale Jr. actually has some confidence that it's going to get better, but I just don't want to be in this position very much more, especially given Mike... Like he said, man, the last thing we want is to be in Richmond worrying about points. I mean, remember we had that incident, what was it, 2011? I think it was, 2011, Latart's first year. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Mike, but I think it was 2011, Latart's first year, no wins, racing to get into the chase, and four or five laps in at Richmond, we had an issue, and everybody started losing their minds. Okay. But we're not talking I don't, about qualifying. That, that's the last thing that I want to have to worry about. Right. Well, it's just because because when it, the more you put yourself in this position, something fluky is going to happen, in my opinion. But you know how you put yourself in that position? By poor finishes, not by poor starts. You're talking about two completely different – I'm with you. I, don't I think the two are related. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason why we run 500 miles. Listen, to me, if, if, if starting 20th or 25th or whatever – Listen, I'm not saying I like it. I'm saying I'm not worrying about it anymore. To you, to you qualifying guys, the ones that are worrying about qualifying, 
Talladega was the DNF. Dover was oh, a DNF. Come on. Started don't, third don't put, and second. Started third at Talladega. Don't put second Talladega. Don't put Talladega. Okay, in Dover. There. You can't build Dover. an argument with Talladega. Front row. Okay, you gonna talk to me about qualifying? Are you gonna go still jump off a ledge? It I would can like happen. To have a, it's I racing. would like to have a better qualifying effort. It's Mike. racing. I would like a better qualifying. As would effort. I, Taylor. As I'm would so I. Sh- I'm not so sure. As would I. I'm, I'm just not saying. So sure. Don't go run yourself into a brick wall over the fact that we, on days that we don't qualify. Let me get this frustration out of my system. No, just let it let it happen. Pin it up, man. <laughs> well, that that does a lot of good. Hey, exactly hey, how. It hey felt. guys, all right. So this is even better. <laughs> I know. All right, so we started in the top five three times this year. Do y'all want to know what our finishes are when we oh started in the top goodness. five? Oh my goodness. Do you want to know? Thirty sixth. 40th, 32nd. I, you honestly don't think that, that – quali- I mean, you honestly don't think that it has any factor in how we do in the race. 36, 40th, 32nd. You know what matters? Speed. Race speed. Clearly, speed doesn't matter when you qualify 27th and you're racing next to Chris Busher. Okay. Atlanta, we started 16th, finished 2nd. Vegas started 20th, finished 8th. Phoenix, 26th, finished 5th. I mean, I'm just saying, this is why I'm not going to worry about it. Because you can absolutely win races, and you can absolutely get good finishes and score all those points to help you at Richmond when you d- because if it's not where you start. These races are too long anyway. They're too long. Why if does it, Greg, why does listen, Greg and Dale – then, then tell me why Greg and – why do Greg and Dale Jr. want a better qualifying effort? Because. That's, because Why? Because starting better is – you, you just you are trying are to suggest that it isn't. You're completely missing my point. You're completely missing my point. Well, you're then doing why did you just – no, I'm not. Yes, I'm really are. not. I'm not worried about it because it does – you don't score points off of where you start. I feel like the chances for a wreck are greater in the back than they are in the front. Well, do you, okay, and that's, that's common sense thinking. It doesn't necessarily prove true this year for us. Absolutely, it's not fail. It's not it, it's not fail proof. Uh, my my thoughts. I'm not s- suggesting it so is. So anything that's not fail proof, you should not have to like worry about. That's my point, Mike. In June without a victory, that should bother you. Yes, being in June without a victory that should bother you. And qualifying in the back that with a lot of speed you. bothers me. Yep. Those two things do go did go together for me in Michigan on Sunday. You can. You can rattle off as many stats in the last 20 years about qualifying in the front row and finishing last AKA or vice versa as you want. Facts. They're, they're just facts, if you want to call when them. When you qualify in the back, I'm going to be more concerned when you don't have a victory. You should be more concerned because if you qualify in the back, that might suggest that you're not as fast as you should be. Does that make well, sense? That's not, no, no, no. Well, yes, but that's not that. That's not what cons- I, I, that happens so regularly that the race day outperforms the rest of the weekend. That's happened Dale Jr.'s entire career. It happened his father's entire career. It's happened Kevin Harvick's entire career. There's plenty more examples too. I, I would much rather. We've talked about this so many times on this podcast. I'd much rather have a great race day driver than a great qualifier. Please hear me when I say that. Okay, that's all. Of course, it's I a, just have more confidence if it's a good qualifying effort than I without a win than I am when they don't have a good qualifying effort. That's going to concern me in the next couple of in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, 
I think we're probably, we're clear on where we are on these. This uh, we're on position. opposite sides of the aisle. That's yeah. great. There's nothing wrong with that. Davis, where are you? Yeah, where are you, Davis? On this topic, of course. Don't say get this your head out of. Oh, stop um, being disappointed about Oklahoma State. What you got? <laughs> I'm actually on Team Taylor. There you are. I'm yeah. on call fine bothers me. I All think right. it bothers the fan base too. Mike's on an island. It's Mike Davis Island. I don't know if anybody else joins yeah. him. Mike just has a much harder time, I think, than you, me, or most everyone else listening. If we are on different sides of the aisle and wants every convince everyone to come to his aisle, that's what oh, makes this stop. debate great. No, it's okay if we're on different sides. Well, no, that's not even remotely true. By the way, I have. <laughs> what did I say to start this whole thing? Nobody's going to agree with this. I'm in the mm-hmm. minority. I got it. I got it. <laughs> But I'm going to enjoy you, my life. Good. You did pull out some good numbers, though. And what, no, you, yeah. He did. He yeah. did pull out like some good did, numbers. Did they yeah. kind of make you think that I might be right? I was, like, sitting here like a Did I? Did you? Did you? Exactly. I know I'm on Team Taylor, but. First name Davis just had maybe, to bleep himself. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Mike is right? Yeah, definitely. I've He's thinking about it. Myself, yeah. And I've got the rest of the day with him, Taylor, and you don't. So I'm going to have him on Team Mike by the, by the time this is over. I'm saying if you qualify next to Matt Kenseth, I'm not going to be as concerned about it. That's what I'm saying. I'm, if you qualify next to Jimmy Johnson or Kevin, not Kevin Harvick because he's not a great qualifier, but Joey Logano or Chase Elliott or someone like that, I'm not as concerned about it. And what Dale Jr. said about Chris Buescher and his frustration about Chris giving him some space concerns me with the kind of driver that's qualifying 25th to 30th. I, that's what I'm concerned about. And th- these are Taylor's feelings. I got you. Uh, and I know there are a lot of fans out there that probably feel the same way. I just don't want to be in that position much more. I have no doubt this team should be in the chase, and no doubt this team can get to Homestead and compete for a championship once the chase begins, I absolutely am confident they have enough speed, enough talent, and enough good teamwork to make those things happen. I mean, that's my point. Listen, we're, we are better than what our points position is. It doesn't no mean doubt. Our, it doesn't mean that our points position is invalid or whatever. It just it, would be a damn shame if qualifying led to some fluky thing, more fluky things like what happened yesterday happening again, and then all of a sudden we're like, holy cow. We're fighting to stay in the chase here with Ryan Blaney and Trevor Bain. I just, that's the last thing I want. Fair point. I'm just going to say I'm not going to worry about it anymore. <laughs> well, we're, good we're, for you. Are, I, wish, we are better, I wish I was at that point. I really are, do. We are better than 11th place team. And you know what? I mean, I think that we're better than Jimmy Johnson, to be honest with you. And Jimmy Johnson's sitting seventh right now. Yeah. Martin Truex has Recent, been. Recently, Martin, for sure. Martin Truex has been, you know, Leading laps and dominating. He's eighth. Chase Elliott's the best driver at Hendrick, I mean, the last few weeks. Last few weeks. I think yeah. all of Hendrick actually is running better, to be honest with you. I mean, listen, I, again. Casey's actually, yeah, been a little bit it, better. You wouldn't know it by the finish this past weekend, but if we can actually dig through the surface and actually look in, you could see that all of us are running better, and that's a good thing. That's why, yeah. you know what, I'm not even, <laughs> I know I'm the only one that's going to say this, but I'm not even that mad at Chris Boucher. Because he got loose. Junior went three wide. He got loose. He went and, in the middle, and, and, and we had which a is always risky. I was completely mad at Carl Edwards. I thought that was way more avoidable last year than what Boucher did on Sunday. At Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. And everywhere else he's practiced. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess here's the thing. Like, at Kentucky, New Hampshire, Indianapolis, Pocono, 
Michigan, places like that. I mean, a lot of tracks that have some similarities in the next couple of months. I'll be very curious to see what kind of performance we get out of qualifying, out of practice, and in the race, if we can put an entire weekend together. I'll be honest with you. There's been terrific progress that the 88, especially Dale Jr., has made in Sonoma through the years, and and I hope that they have a terrific finish in the next race in Sonoma, though he's right about the off week coming at the right time. I have no idea what to expect in Daytona. But that's what concerns me more than anything, Mike, is if this team goes into Daytona without a win and some crazy, fluky thing happens in Daytona, which always happens, and the 88 is collected in it, then all of a sudden it's going to get it's going to get a little stressful. We're fine. We're fine. No, no stress here. None. All right. None. I feel like we're going to win Sonoma. We'll finish 10th at Daytona. Mm-hmm. If we win Sonoma, I don't care if we finish 110th in, Son- in Daytona. If we I, win Sonoma, I thought I will, I'd at least get a reaction out of you saying we'd win Sonoma. If we win Sonoma, I will party with you so much that I will miss the race in Daytona. Oh, yeah, we'll party. We'll party. <laughs> we'll party. I, we will go to the party say, at Dale Jr.'s house, and we will still be there when he is in, racing in Daytona. I'm going to say things on a podcast that just don't belong on a podcast no. if we win Sonoma. First name Davis is going to document the celebration if we win in Sonoma. And then all of this concern that I, Taylor, have right now will be all for naught. And everybody can make fun of me and say, oh, Taylor, you were so worried. I am. I'm a little worried, man. I usually nah. don't get worried. I'm, I'm a little worried. I, I love – listen, if you're asking me what I'd rather be Dale Jr. than Austin Dillon, Jamie McMurray, Ryan Newman, or Ryan Blaney – or Casey Kane or Trevor Bain? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just I'm just without a victory in this point of the season. And some of the issues the team has had with the bad finishes, it's just a little concerning right now. Especially I just wasn't prepared for that yesterday, Mike. How many teams make the chase? Sixteen. Sixteen freaking teams. Come on, okay. Taylor. What are you worried about? Listen, here's who's behind us. Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, Jamie McMurray, Ryan Newman, Ryan Blaney. Well, Denny's not behind us because he has a win. Right, but in points he is. Yeah. No, no, you're but, right. I mean, you, no, no, you're right. You, there is two ways to look at the standings. You're right. I'm looking at points. Um, but I mean, Denny gets in before us even and, though he and, has and less points. And we are running better. Listen, we're running better. Yeah. No, we're, there's no doubt about it. I'm not better. We're fine. I, there's fine. no doubt about that. We got Dale freaking Jr. You know what? There's thank God we've got him instead of me. I mean, for a million reasons. But uh, I really, really appreciate his maturity and his poise. You can just tell he's such a veteran. He's been in this position before. He's absolutely right about the break coming at the right time. And I'm sure you'd be mad at me because he. We want to remain confident, and he's right. I understand it has a big impact on everyone. Um. But I, I, I just I, I hate that we were in that position yesterday. I guess, but is what I'm saying. Now, if you're asking me to make a prediction, absolutely, this team I think will win a race before the chase and be in the chase and be a compet- contender once the chase begins. I absolutely believe that. It just that was, if you want my honest opinion, Mike, that was the most concerned I've been all year after that race. All year. Yeah, I just it was a we, real what, bummer. What, what about when we were running like crap? You weren't more concerned then? It was earlier. It was just like three weeks ago. It was earlier. 
like three earlier. weeks ago. Yes, that is the and, I don't by know, definition. It's something, that's there's, earlier. Some, there's something about June without a win that just makes me nervous. I got you're gonna be all right. I'm more confident after this weekend than I than 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 what you probably would have expected me to be. I'm but glad. I'm telling you, I see I see these guys coming around. I'm not worried about it. And and I want to state for the record again because I know I'm going to catch a lot of grief on this. I'm not saying qualifying is not important. I'm only saying I'm not worried about it anymore because I know that we can get their finishes. We can get our finishes. We can get what we need to do to be in a good position come Richmond. I know that Dale Jr., Greg Ives, and everybody on the team will not support my uh, my concern, and I'm glad they won't support my concern. But I know they will support me and not you when it comes to qualifying, thankfully. Why? I what? know they're on my side when it comes to qualifying. They absolutely well, want to qualify think, wait, better. Okay, okay, I want to qualify better. You said you didn't care about qualifying. I said, Thankfully, that's two they, different things. Listen, no, no, you said no, the words, Taylor, I Taylor, don't care Taylor, about qualifying. Taylor, they do. Taylor, stop right here. Stop and listen to me. If you were to give me the choice to start 10th or 27th, what do you think I'm going to take? I don't know. Oh, stop. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> I'm saying I'm not going to worry about it because we've won many races. Do you know how many races we've won from the pole? Zero. We've never done it. I'm not worried. I'm not going to jump off ledges because we haven't got qualifying figured out. I am going to jump off a ledge when we don't when we can't figure out the racing part. That's when I would jump off the ledge. I, I don't disagree with that. I just I, I'm more concerned about an issue happening with a bad qualifying effort. That it, you we don't certainly seem to sh- put ourselves in position like that. But again, uh, you know this racing incident. Right, we're not going to be around Boucher if we if we started tenth, probably right? right. That's what you're saying. But we could. It's not like it's not going to happen. Eric, who is happen. the guy that? Who is the? I, I feel bad that we're killing all these guys. But who is the? Who is the guy we went after a couple years ago? In uh, at the Tim was it Tim Hill? What was his name? Tim Hill. Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill at Brickyard the Reaction Theater callers. Oh my goodness, just went crazy on Timmy Hill. Something about maybe I don't remember. I don't this. remember what, what it was, do? but something about he didn't. Something about a lap. I don't remember. When it comes to drivers that have taken the most grief, I remember two specifically because it seemed like it was a pattern. Biffle and and Vickers. Oh, Greg freaking Biffle. Biffle mostly. Biffle is taking – I wonder what drivers take more grief. If you take out the Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, because that's default grief, right? Yeah. And Jimmy likes it too. He thinks it's funny. Right. So who has taken the most grief? It's got to be Biffle, right? On this, yeah, on this podcast over the years, outside of, if Kyle Busch is ineligible, yeah, Biffle has had songs written about him. <laughs> Kurt's got to be in there somewhere too, but Kurt hasn't had a song written about him. <laughs> <laughs> Biffle has had song because he's Biffle. Remember that one? <laughs> that was submarine Mike. Mike. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think people don't. I think that people some are somewhat uncomfortable with Junior's friendship with Jimmy and his friendship with Kislowski. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I think that a lot of fans of the 88 don't want to be fans of those guys. Oh, just because they, they're they good? Yeah. Well. yeah, or just their personality, or especially Kislowski. You know, he gets in a fight with everybody. Radio Chatter Replay, presented by Nationwide. Hey, Junior Nation members, did you know that you can get a special discount when you switch to Nationwide? Call 1-855-346-9130 or visit nationwide.com slash Nation for more information. Nationwide is on your side.
is Radio Chatter Replay presented by Nationwide. It was short this week. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. let's please never listen to uh, that again. Uh, let's go to Reaction Theater. Well, the only silver lining to this f***ing race is that they actually beat Kyle Busch by finishing 39th. Are you kidding me? You cannot keep qualifying back there and think that good things are going to happen. I hear the announcers talking about T.J. Majors trying to blame A.J. Allmendinger. Hey, guess what? I don't like A.J. Allmendinger either. But when you're running back there with the squirrels, you're gonna, you are a squirrel. You're freaking running 20th. What do you expect's gonna happen? Yeah, it's Busher's fault. He got into him. He can't help it if he can't control his car. But guess what? When you're running back there with him, that's what you get. Got to qualify in the top 10 and run with the people that know what they're doing. All right, y'all live, y'all live this life. I hope y'all enjoy it. <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy it <laughs> at all. Y- y'all can a different make, life. Y'all can live a better life. Your your quality of life is going down, Taylor. <laughs> by by not worrying about wrecking with Chris Busher. Yeah, hmm. the key here is not worrying about it. Okay. Who's next? Well, I think I would have had a better time watching a movie like The Notebook or Bambi. <laughs> some other shit that would have made me cry. I guess if we would have qualified better, we wouldn't have been back there anyway. TJ ought to rename his show to from door bumper clear to door bumper f- busher. Hell yeah. Mm. Hmm. Notebook, huh? Bam. I don't know about that. That's, yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> that's really depressing. Who's next? For Dale Jr. to come out and say he had a 10th place car easy is almost insulting. I'll have you know, Dale Jr., that I crew chiefed the 1977 Pinewood Derby to a next-to-last-place finish. I know a little thing about fast cars, and I don't give a shit if you were running top 10 lap times when you're 22nd, running around the 34 and A.J. Allmendinger and you get wrecked. You ain't got nobody to blame but your damn self. So how about take this week off, get your head out of your asses, and get a goddamn fast car like you're supposed to have. Also, there we are. 
No mention of the fact that you were actually at the race, Dado, and therefore continued your string of getting Dale Jr. wrecked or poor finished. You're going to take that. no accountability for this, is he? he no, he's not. His tweets, he, he said, I'm going to keep going every week, too. He did Especially mention, when the chase starts. He did mention he was at the race, but it was a two-minute oh, long. Oh, of course it was, because it was, it was Dan. The very beginning of his two-minute long rant about how great the Wi-Fi was at Michigan International Oh, my gosh. <laughs> really? How, how he had internet well, the whole weekend. I think that was, think that was internet, obvious. How he had internet the whole weekend, and it was he'd be back. Listen, I, I don't ever want to discourage Dado from calling in because <laughs> they're great, right? <laughs> but I got a question for you, first name. Do you stay up half the night editing his call? Uh, Just having to get through it, listen to it. I mean, like, they're Tim, that long, Our buddy right? Tim Brock didn't make it on, but he had, a like, a three-and-a-half-minute call. Good heavens, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that when we did that recording on the voicemail, I said, keep it to 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Do I not? You do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens. <laughs> you know, right. I worry. I, I do. I worry about um, about the about Dado's family, I have to say. Why? Well, I just, I mean, he, he's tweeting, and he's, you know, he's periscoping. And he's reaction theatering, and he's going to all these races and everything. I'm just worried, you know. He's become quite the celebrity. So why are you worried about his family? I just he's got to dedicate some time to the Hodsons. That's all. Oh, I th- <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't want him. <laughs> maybe they like him on the road and it races. Touche. <laughs> Who's next? Well, tough day today again. Uh, hate that for Dale Jr. That is okay. Uh, look, uh, the luck of turning around. It's been one of those crazy years. Went a long time without wrecking at all. But this year, it's just wrong place, wrong time, several times this year. But don't let it get you down. And then your nation, don't panic yet. Still a lot of races left in the season. Go get them next week. I'm not sure where they're running next week. But I would pull it for you again next week. And hopefully we'll get this thing turned around. Hell yeah. No 88 team. Hell yeah. He does have a better attitude than me. Yes, all of you. you got bad attitudes. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> I feel like we've had such a damn good season, but it feels like every Sunday or Saturday night, I want to punch my damn TV. There you go. What is going on? I feel like ever since Jeff Gordon got in the booth, it's just been downhill for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I can, I can get yeah, in yeah, that. Keep it up, buddy. TJ, you're doing a great job. Greg, great job. Love y'all. It's Jeff Gordon's fault. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am, too. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I am. No, that's good. Let's find Jeff Gordon. Or who's next? Well, I'm going to wait till the end of the race, Kyle, but hell, I'm going to get out and enjoy the day and hit the lake, drown sorrows. Hell, maybe even A.J. Austin. Mm. Uh, I had a fast car. Got misfortune. No, we're going to hear calls. Is Junior going to get a win? Come on, guys, get your together. Hell yeah, we're going to get a win. Team 88 going to hit a stride, and it's going to be bad news for the rest of them. Hell yeah. That's right. You know, he mentioned uh, getting out on the lake and doing a bunch of other things, enjoying your Sunday, which is I did the same thing. I got in a uh, front yard water fight with my nine-year-old which was fantastic who won? there's not there's nothing much more fun than that by the way who won uh she she destroyed me mm. destroyed me in the in the front yard we got a new uh hey how did you qualify <laughs> God. Uh, I, we got a new we got a new um 
gun to put on the hose. There's a bunch of different settings. Oh, those it was are fun. fun. Those it are was fun. fun. So we had a blast. And to, spe- and to that point, do you know when I learned that Joey Logano won the race in Michigan? Today. I learned it during this podcast. <laughs> I really did. Like, I I turned it off, and I had nothing to do with the rest of the race. When that car went to the garage, I said, you know what? I'm going to go have a water fight with my nine-year-old. I'm not going to lie. I did, too. I didn't go fight with your nine-year-old, but I uh, I did turn it off. I, I Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, second and third, huh? Tony Stewart, seventh. I do know Chase go. was uh, up there competing. Just didn't have it at the end there. Yeah. Chase is coming on, boys. He sure is. Who's next? Uh, man, disappointing day. The Well, disappointing way to end the day, that's for sure. Um, but I'll say that's my favorite DNF of the season. Uh, car was pretty fast all weekend. I think uh, we could have easily gotten the top ten, top five, <laughs> win, depending on uh, how the day played out. So I think Hendrick as a whole kind of has their poop in a group. Um, Chase and, and Jimmy are running fast also, and I think uh, I think we're, we're back to where – getting back to where we need to be and uh, so i'm happy about that and happy about wh- where the 88 car is and where we're going so uh, yeah man bummer deal dado wants you to go ahead and stay home for all of our sakes and uh mike davis still sucks hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah that's funny i just that needs to be the title of this podcast <laughs> that was too. funny that's my favorite <laughs> dnf of the year <laughs> Is that the one you were telling me? No, no, but All that right. one did make me laugh. That was the that was my least favorite because of, for the exact same reasons though. I, I got my hopes up, really got my hopes up yesterday. I was like, man, I, I got a feeling, even though twenty seventh, we're gonna have a shot in this thing. No, my least favorite DNF of the season was definitely Talladega. Yeah, definitely. You talk about hopes up. Come on. They I don't know. I just Talladega? I've, Talladega is so fluky. I mean, I definitely feel like. Dale Jr. is the very best restrictor plate racer, but just, I don't know. Anything can happen there, so I, I kind of prepare myself for that. I, I was not prepared for a wreck with Chris Busher. Right, Who's next? Ahead. Well, what a Sunday afternoon at the racetrack. Yeah. Thanks, Chris Busher. Have you ever heard of stay in your lane? You know what that means? Man, unbelievable. And then that <laughs> suck on who wins the race. So, uh, just a a bad day after having a fast car all weekend and unfortunately not being able to show it. So, oh, well, let's go on, uh, enjoy the week off and, and, uh, go get them at Sonoma. Maybe you, you'll, uh, pull off your first road course win, junior. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey. That's exactly, that guy right there is exactly how I felt. Let's hit it. Hey, if any of you are looking for any last-minute Father's Day gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Chris Busher right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy post-race slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other one-bars, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want him to, to look him straight in the eye. I want to tell him what a cheap line, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, f***less, hopeless, heartless, fat, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, Body lip, warm headed sack of monkey. Shit he is. Hallelujah. Chris Busher, you're a one bar for life. Mike Davis, you still suck. Hashtag <laughs> five beer flavored waters. Hashtag Delia. <laughs> Submarine Mike. Is there anything about Chris, Chris Busher that anybody could possibly say that wasn't just said by Submarine Mike right there? No, but someone no. might have outdid him. 
finish wrap up reaction. Oh, there's, all right. Oh, let's okay. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear this. Three wide and turn two. Somebody got loose. Wrecked my car, had to cruise on back home. <laughs> but there's beer in my truck. <laughs> Cause Mike Davis sucks. <laughs> that Dale's pale ale that helps me hang on. <laughs> Wasted away again up in Michigan. Searching for my first win of the year. Some people claim that there's a rookie to blame, <laughs> but I know it's all Dado's fault. There, there you go. go. Oh, hashtag, like yeah. hashtag Mike Davis sucks. Hashtag eat your heart out, submarine Mike. Yeah. Oh, challenge shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. Wow. I, that was pretty good. That was strong. That was strong. I mean. He was uh, he held the note pretty well. <laughs> How hard did you laugh? First name Davis, the first time was, you played out. I was crying. I was like, <laughs> "Incredible!" Eight five five seven four zero nineteen oh two is the number. Reaction Theater, you call in, we play them. Eight five five seven four zero nineteen oh two. Be happy with the all-new Spy Dale Jr. Paint Scheme sunglasses. It's called the Livery Series. They're available in the popular Dirty Mode, General Dega, McCoy, and Admiral Frames. Craziest paint scheme yet was released last month. Get the all-new limited edition Spy Wrangler Dega sunglasses online at spyoptic.com. Before we read White Flag, I just want to make, I just want to make this clear to you, Mike Davis. All right. I love watching this team. I am an 88 fan. All right, that's my only association to NASCAR anymore, and I'm very proud of that. And so what's great about that is it's one of the very few things in sports I still can just be a fan about. And I'm giving you my unfiltered fans' take on what I saw on Sunday, okay? And I'm getting it out of my system. But I can promise you, by the time we get to Sonoma, it's also known as, known as Sonoma. <laughs> I, by the time we get to Sonoma, I promise you I will be just as confident as you, Dale Jr., Greg Ives, or anyone else, and I'll be as fired up and and have as much faith as anybody. But I had to get it out of my system, and I know a lot of other people in Junior Nation feel the same way. Well, that's probably what this podcast is mostly good for. Do you, do you disagree? Because, I mean, I think a lot of people use this as a bit of a therapy session, don't they? Yeah. Well, so, and good. venting today. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we All did right. that. Hey, I'm looking forward to Sadoba too. Sadoba. <laughs> Can't even talk today. Don't, right. ed don't edit that out, Davis. <laughs> okay. Okay. White flag time. White flag right there. White flag. All right. Not a lot going on this week because the Cup Series is off. Dale is now on vacation. I'm about to be on vacation, Taylor. So uh, I'm going to be out of here on Wednesday. Davis, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, I'm 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 out of here. You're yeah. on your own, buddy. Thanks. Shocker. Uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series is not on vacation. They will race this Sunday at Iways. <laughs> name the Keep track. that in there. Keep that in there. <laughs> no, Keep no. that in there. First name Davis. <laughs> They'll race this Sunday at Iowa Speedway. Elliot Sadler, Justin Algar, and Alex Bowman are going for Team Junior. Hey, Bowman, by the way, how about him winning a poll? I love qualifying. Oh, wait, wait, I love qualifying. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I tell yeah. you what. Yeah, guess what it got him? 
Not a win. <laughs> Not a win, but he did finish in the top ten. He's uh, showing some talent. Good so day. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, but this uh, Iowa race is Sunday on FS1 and the Motor Racing Network. Uh, congrats to Josh Berry, who scored another Cars Tour victory Saturday night, this time at Tri-County Speedway in Hudson, North Carolina. He'd actually not ever been at that racetrack, uh, and he goes in and wins. He became the all-time Cars Tour win leader after wrestling the lead away from Austin McDaniel late. Bet in he the had a good qualifying effort, too. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but you don't even know, do you? No, you know, you know what, did. Taylor? Let me look through the paper. Hunch. No, no, let me look through the paper. It looks like he started 27th. No, you yes. are lying. You 27. Lying. There weren't 27 the cars out there. <laughs> hey, have you guys uh, have you gone and checked out the new Exalta website? I have. Yeah. ExaltaRacing.com. It's pretty good, isn't it? New paint yeah. on it. What'd you say? Got new paint. New paint? Yeah. Oh, I got you. It's got yeah. a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, it's all fresh just paint. Coat. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Brand new. <laughs> got a makeover. Come on, company man. Let's I, go. I, I got a makeover. Well, I hear you. And you know what? It, if It's it's kind of like the pole of websites if we're on this qualifying thing. Like, it, it definitely is a top three qualifying star. No, it's go. got all this stuff, like, in the background behind Dale Jr. on the front page. And it looks like he's got, like, some, like, alfalfa hair going in the middle of his head. What? Yeah, alfalfa hair. Yeah, go to exaltaracing.com. You'll see what I mean. Davis, can you, you'll uh, see the you paint know, no, no, scheme and all this. It. You know what? I'm just, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. <laughs> Let's say he's got this like circular Pole like worthy hairdo. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Right. Anyway, it's kind of funny. So go to exaltaracing.com right now to watch Dale Jr. with his what'd you call it? Alfalfa, alfalfa. hair. All right. No. This will probably be a lot of traffic generating right yeah, now. Probably. It's like from the <laughs> rascals. Little rascals. Um, so that's ExaltaRacing.com. What else we got here? Oh, uh, yeah. Follow Dirty Mo Radio on Facebook and on Twitter to get all the latest podcasts, plus to watch some of our Facebook Live and Periscope videos. Are we going to do a Facebook Live and Periscope today, Davis? Yeah. All right. Um, also, be sure to rate and review the Dale Jr. Download. Let me turn the page. Make you sure you start out strong on that Periscope, okay? Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. If you're not wearing Dirty Mo' Radio t-shirts or keeping your beverage cold this summer with Dirty Mo' Radio koozies, you can get yours today just by going to shopjuniornation.com or by visiting Junior Nation Retail Store right here at Junior Motorsports. We had somebody come in last week uh, that uh, they, they went to the front desk and said, we need Mike Davis down here. I came down. I didn't know what it was for, and it was just they wanted to say hi. It was very nice of them. Oh, that's nice. Um, and it, and, it, and it got me out of a meeting. Yes, he actually did say he said, <laughs> I think he did, actually. Nice. Um, and also, we have a fantastic selection of other Dirty Mo Radio Dale Yeah stuff. D- Taylor's got a new Dale Yeah Dirty Mo Radio hat. Got two of them. Yeah. Have you been wearing it? Absolutely. Did you wear it in your big water fight? No, I did not. Okay. No, I didn't. I wear it to go. F- I might wear it to go for a run later today. All right. Yeah, you like the, the run-wearing hats. Yeah. That's what you like. Very comfortable. I don't know. Dirty my other that. Dirty Mo Radio hat I've worn just about every time I've gone for a run in the last year. So it's got a little salt on it. It's a little, it's a little weight for it. It's a little dirty. It's, <laughs> it's dirty. It's a little dirty. Dirty Mo. <laughs> it's a dirty, dirty Mo. And that's it for me. Well, um, for Mike Davis, who came frantically furious charged from the back to the front during this podcast, <laughs> I'm Taylor Zarzer, who completely imploded after a great start. I completely <laughs> fell apart. Sedova. <laughs> <laughs> Sedoba, Iowa, whatever you called it. Um, a lot of funny stuff this week on the podcast, but this is what it's for. You know, get all these feelings out, good or bad, and uh, enjoy you know, watching and pulling for Dale Earnhardt Jr. I, I do want to say in closing that we're going through a real serious, tragic, terrible time in our country's history, and and I hope that 
as we watch uh, races each week, you'll keep that in the proper perspective. And, and certainly your thoughts and prayers like ours will be with those families in Orlando that lost loved ones. Amen to that. For First Name Davis, for Dale Earnhardt Jr., for Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 